Oh, I hope you have a wonderful day. We're getting ready to receive the Torah, second day of Sivan. We continue. We left off the Mishnah on the bottom of 85b in the ninth chapter in Yavamis, chapter Yeshmutalis. Talk to Heliki Mishnah, Bas Yisrael Mudas, Leslekoyim. An Israelite daughter who is betrothed to a Koyim or Mubad as Koyim. She's pregnant by a Koyim. Let's say she was married and she got divorced or he died, she's a widow. But she's carrying carrying his child, the Koyim's child. Shemed as Yavam le Koyim. Or waiting Yibu by a Koyim. Right, her husband died childless, so she can't eat truma because her husband is dead, and her husband Mekayim is dead, and uh, she doesn't have a child. Then. But she's waiting; she's bond, bound to marry the Kayim, her husband's brother, surviving brother. But, but she's in this, she, but he didn't take her in yet. She's just waiting to be taken. daughter of a Kayim married to an Israelite. So while she's married to an Israelite, all these cases, these four cases, she's not allowed to eat truma. Because the daughter of a Koyin is allowed to eat truma, but now she's married to her husband as a Israel or a Levi, she can't eat truma. And the Israelite is only allowed to eat truma when she's married to a Koyin. The daughter of an Israel when she's married to a Koyin, not when she's betrothed or pregnant, when she actually has a child born from her husband the Koyim then she can continue eating even after he dies after she's divorced and she met his oven just the fact she's bound to him that's not enough only when he takes her in only then could she eat through Mishnah continues Basi Shomu that's as a Levi the daughter and Israel betrothed to a Levi Mubedah's Malevi pregnant by a Levi Shmuel's Yavim Malevi she's waiting given by a Levi Vachim Bas Levi Israel the daughter of Levi is betrothed to Israel is married to an Israelite not a lot to eat. Maiser, we're talking about Maiser. Maiser Rishon was given to Levi, but the, this, is, this, of course, is not a law. Do you think what I was saying? Because there's no restrictions on eating Maiser. Maiser, the ten percent that you have to give to the Levi, there's no restriction, there's no sanctity to it. But there is one opinion that holds there is, and that's that's what the Mishnah is quoting. But according to the opinion, there is restrictions, and the same rules would apply. That when she's married to the Levi, she can allow to eat, but only when she's fully full-fledged married, not betrothed, and only when she has a child from the Levi, her husband the Levi, even after the divorce and when she's a widow, but only after he's born, not when she's carrying. And being betrothed to a Levi, it's not enough. She's in between. Her husband died, the Levi died, and she is not yet married, taken in by the surviving brother. So that's then she cannot eat my. And the daughter of a lady is married to an Israelite. Well, she's married to an Israelite, she's not allowed to eat the mice. Okay? This is only according to that solo opinion that there's sanctity associated with mice. Past lady, but as is the Mishnah continues, the daughter of a lady who's betrothed to a Koyin, and she's pregnant by a Koyin, she's wearing a Koyin, and daughter of a Koyin to a lady, like She's repeating with the first two clauses. So she's not allowed to eat, not truma, not meiser. She's suspended. She can eat truma because she's not full-fledged married to her husband, the Kaya. But she's a daughter of a levi, so she can eat manot. But since you're betrothed to the levi, to the Kaya, to the levi, since you're betrothed to the Kaya, you can no longer eat meiser. Only a levi is allowed to eat meiser. 
So the fact that you're betrothed, you're betrothed to, to the Koyen, so you're suspended in between, in limbo. You can't eat miser because you're married, but you're not fully married, you're halfway married. You're partially married. So therefore, you're no longer the daughter of a Koyen, you're no longer a single daughter of a Koyen who can eat miser, but you can't eat the truma yet. So you lose everything you, 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 from both sides. You lose on both ends. Yeah, that's the mission. Let her be a stranger in relation to Levim Zadam and the Achim and Maiser. Since when are there any restrictions in eating Maiser? Even someone who's not a Levi is allowed to eat Maiser. Everyone's allowed to eat Maiser. The mother says, "I'm Rabbi Nachman Shmuel, Mani Al Mishnah." Following Rabbi Meir, the opinion of Rabbi Meir, the Maaser Dishna also is Zadim. Rabbi Meir is the sole opinion that holds that it does have sanctity, and anyone who's not a Levi is not allowed to eat it. It seems even a Kohen is allowed to eat only a Levi. We continue in 86a. Only a coin is allowed to eat. Only a coin is allowed to When he said he's allowed, you're saying to someone who says you're not allowed. A miser is not a coin is allowed to eat miser. Everyone agrees a coin is allowed to eat mice. They're not strangers. Coin are also Levian. So you have to say. You can give it even to a coin. What he's saying is the mice you can even give to a coin. Because besides, in addition to being coin, they're also Levian. Coin to you don't have to give a mice addition to a levy. You can choose, you can even give it to a coin. So he says mice could be eaten by Kayanim and Levi. Question is, who should give it to? The mayor says you have to give the mice to Levi. Yes, the Kayanim could eat it. Not an Israelite, but a Kayan could eat it. But you have to give it to Levi. And Allah says, no, you can even give it initially to the Levi. Under the Mishnah, that according to the opinion that holds that mice is sacred, when she's betrothed, the daughter of a Kayan is betrothed to the Levi, she can't eat Truma and she can't eat, she can't eat mice. But why not? She's a daughter of a, of a Kayan. A Kayan could eat Maisa. So what do I care? Why, why should she not? So, okay, so your mother will have to explain that part. We didn't get it. A Kayan married to an Israelite. Fine. Since she's betrothed, she, can, she can't eat, she can't eat Truma anymore. That makes sense. But Maisa, why shouldn't she eat Maisa? Whether she's a Kayan, whether she's married to a lady, or whether she's a daughter of a Kayan, either way, they're both allowed to eat Maisa. If you say a coin is not allowed to eat mice, then it makes sense. Because now she's no longer the daughter, but she's not single anymore. She's attached to the levy, but she's not fully attached. So she's in limbo. So then it makes sense. She can't eat truma, she can't eat mice. But if, if even a coin is allowed to eat mice, uh, as we just learned, everyone holds you allowed to eat mice, so what's the problem? Okay, the Gemara will explain. The Gemara explains the rationale. My time with Rabbi what's Rabbi's reasoning? Because it says the, the tithing of the Nisrael that you're going to lift up, truma. He calls it truma. So matruma, so the just like truma. He compares it to truma. Just like truma is forbidden. Only a coin is allowed to eat truma. Mice, and you must so too, the Maise Nishan has the same sanctity. Anyone who's not a Levi is not a Maise. If you're ready, juxtaposing Truma, Maise to Truma, why don't you learn everything? It should be the same status as Truma. Truma, if, you, if, a, if a non-Koyan eats Truma, including a Levi, you get death in the hands of heaven and you have to pay. If you did it unintentionally, you have to add, you have to add on top of it 20%. 
which is really 25% on top of it. Which is really a quarter. When you add on top of it, it becomes a, 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 um, 20%. So you think miser should be the same status? Someone not allowed to eat miser. A non levy Israelite should also get death in the hands of heaven. The talking about boy. Tate emphasizes that this law that you die if you eat it, someone is not allowed to eat it who eats it, dies. And you have to add a fifth on top of it. This is only by, only by it, only by Trum of Leib Allah, Only, only This only applies to Trum, even though Maisa is also sacred, but not so sacred that you die if you eat it, someone is not allowed to eat it, dies if he eats it, and if you eat it, you have to add Maisa. But Abana, the rabbis would disagree. What would they do with the Pasuk? The Torah does compare Maiser to Trumas. It says, no, it means to teach us that just like before you ta- remove the Truma, it's Tevel, you're not allowed to eat from the whole yield, the whole produce, all none of it. So even if you gave Truma, you didn't get Maiser yet, still you're not allowed to touch it, you can't eat from it. I would think that you're only obligated. The only liable, if you have a, which nothing was taken away, even the truma. But if you already removed the truma, you gave it to the kaya, but you didn't yet separate the tithing. Or you gave my tradition with my tradition, you separated the first tithing, you didn't yet separate the second tithing. Feel my tradition is what you eat in your shalayim which you separate in the first and the second and the fourth and the fifth year of the Shemitah cycle. But my, even my Seshein, only which you give to the poor person, that's zero sanctity, you just give it to the poor person, it's like tzedakah, and which you separate on the third and the sixth year of the Shemitah cycle. How do I know Minayin? How do I know that's prohibited as Tevel? And if you eat Tevel, what happens if you eat Tevel? You get lashes, right? It's a prohibition. You're not allowed to eat Tevel. You also get death in the hands of heaven. And you pay the unbelievable. Truma makes sense. If you didn't yet take truma, if you eat truma, you die in the hands of heaven. So if you eat from the, all the yield and the fruit and you didn't take away truma, it makes sense if you eat from it, you, you, you deserve to die in the hands of heaven. But if you already gave the truma to the coin, but you didn't yet separate the tithing. So if I eat the tithing itself, I'm allowed to. But if you eat from the, from the whole mixture with before you separate it, you die in the hands of heaven. Wow. Something I would think about on my own. It's, it's counterintuitive. <laughs> How, where do we know this from? How do we know this? Tamalim says in the puzzle, you're not allowed to eat within your gaze the miser of your grain. The Pusik is referring to the cities outside Yerushalayim, like miser Shani must be eaten in Yerushalayim. You're not allowed to eat it outside Yerushalayim in your own gates. It must be eaten only in the gate of Yerushalayim. Later on, it says, It says regarding Maiserani, Maiserani, there's no restrictions. You can eat it anywhere. The pork should eat it anywhere, in your gates. So it says in the same expression, in your gates, Just like when he says in your gates, he's referring to Maiserani. The, the, the um, second Maiser you give to the poor, So it says in your gates here, it's referring to Maiser Ani. 
But when he says you're not allowed to eat b'sharecha, you're not allowed to eat in your gates, within your gates. He's also referring to Maisud on him. How is that possible? He just, the Torah says you are allowed to eat in your gates. So it means if before you separate the tithe, you're not allowed to eat from this whole mixture of fruits, from, from, this, from these fruits until you do. And if you do, you're going to lose your life. You're not allowed to. So the Braise says the same law as the rabbis, but the Braise learned it from a different uh, verse. The rabbis say that, that that the reason why the Torah compares it to Truma. They're just like Truma, you die in the hands of heaven if you eat from the fruit before you separate the Truma and give it to the Koyin. So too, if you eat from the fruits even after you separate the Truma, before you separate the Maizah, so therefore you're also going to die. That's why the Torah says Truma. Not, not because it's like Truma that it's sacred. The rabbis disagree. The rabbis agree with Rabbi Meir. They say it's not sacred. The only reason the Torah juxtaposes the Truma to teach us that just like you're not allowed to eat from the fruit before you separate the Truma, you're not allowed to eat from the fruit you separate the Maizah. But they learn it from this Pasuk. The Braitha you brought agrees with the Alakha, but it learns it from a different Pasuk. Why do I need two, two verses to teach me? The same thing. So he says, If from there, I would say, I wouldn't know about death. I would just say, the Torah come and tell me, it's prohibited. You get lashes. You're not allowed to eat from fruit from the fruits before before you separate. I'm a misaloy, but not death. Not to the extent you're going to die. So if a commercial on the pasuk juxtaposes to truma, it's just like truma, you die. So to mice, also if you don't separate the mice, you also die. So wait, you don't separate the, not if you don't separate the mice, you die. If you eat, separate, don't separate the mice, and you eat from that mixture, then you die. Lishna Kharina, another version. Mice edition, the Tavil, Midrav Yezina. Mice edition, that's Tavil that I learned from Rabbi Yezi. You're not allowed to eat. No, that's the Gemara's question. Why do I need the Pasuk Trumba? We can learn now from Rabbi Yezi. It says, Bisharecha. According to the other version, he's not bringing the Brais of Rabbi Yaisi to prove the rabbi's point. He's asking. You say that that's the reason why the Pasuk says Maiser and Truma, to teach us that Maiser is just like Truma, that if you eat from the fruit before you separate the Truma, so if you eat from the fruit before you separate the, the Maiser, you die. What do you mean? Rabbi Yaisi learned it from a different Pasuk. It says, You're not allowed to eat, even though, even though you are allowed to eat anywhere. My tradition, the Levi could eat anyway, but nevertheless, there's a time you're not allowed to eat. If you eat it before you separate it, the mice is contained in there, you didn't yet separate it, then, then you're not allowed to eat it. So in this, the Gemara answers, the Mahi from the Abba Minalava, I would you think it's only a prohibition. Our Misaloi, Kamash Malon, that's why I need the other Pasuk, according to the rabbis, Trumma, to juxtapose the Trumma, teach me they also die in the hands of heaven. Okay, the Gemara says, How did you explain our Mishnah Kramer? Aim a safer look at the end of the Mishnah. Bas Levi Mudas Lakoyan and Bas Koyan Levi Tayyaka Why? Why can't the daughter of a Koyan who's married, who's betrothed to a Levi, why can't she eat Maisa Truma? I understand. She lost the status of a single daughter of a Koyan because she's betrothed to a Levi. Fine. But why not Maisa? She's either way, she's a Koyan, she's a Levi. You, you said that every, the only one who holds it, Maizad, has, has a status of sanctity, is sacred, is Amir. And Amir says that a Koyan, the Levi, includes the whole family of Levian, not just the Levi. The Koyan also is also a Levi. So why can't she, if she's betrothed, why can't she eat the Maizad? 
What does it mean she doesn't eat? Of course she can eat. Of course she can eat. She's a daughter of a Koyan. She's a Levi either way. But it means she can't authorize her agent to separate the room. The miser of her husband. She, she can't authorize. It says you can't authorize. You can't authorize someone else to, to separate someone else's truma food. You can't. The owner could. So when she's married, of course she's the boss. Of course she can authorize. But she's but, married but, then, but, she's the boss. Yes. Oh, right, but yeah. now she's just betrothed. Now, now, now she has to behave. <laughs> can't authorize others. She herself is not authorized. Doesn't mean she has to authorize someone else. She's just living in her father's house. So obviously, if she wants her husband to authorize her husband's produce, he has to authorize someone else. But practically, but it means she can either. She doesn't have a right to separate. You can't. You don't have a right to go to someone's house and do his mitzvahs for him. Okay, let me. Separate. You have to give ten percent to tzedakah. Let me go to your bank account and take out ten percent. You don't have that right. <laughs> We're not communists. You can't reach into someone else's pocket. It's his responsibility, her responsibility, not yours. So being betrothed doesn't allow her to go and separate for her husband until she's married. I mean, that's what the mission means, she can't eat the maizah. Meaning, even though she can eat maizah, even the lady, first you have to separate the maizah and then eat from it. When it's still in the mixture, you can't eat from it. No one is allowed to eat from it, even the lady. So since she, she's not authorized to separate, so she can't eat from it. She can't eat from this mixture because it's all mixed up. The mice is all mixed up. Ten percent is all mixed up in, in this whole uh, in this fruit, and she doesn't have she doesn't have the authority to separate it until you separate it. You can't eat it. That's what I mean. She can't eat the mice. So you're telling me that when she's married, the men the mission says she doesn't have the authority to separate. Then she could eat it. Means she can separate it. The husband is away. She can separate it, and then she can eat it. The mother says, "In yes, she could." Tanya, that's what we learned about Isa. The Tater says you can eat it anywhere, you and your household. The mice you can eat anywhere. What does he say? You and your household limit the teachers on the suit. That if you marry to a daughter, an Israelite daughter who's not a lady, and same thing a koyin, she has the power to tell, give others, and he, she herself has the power to separate. You're saying the pasuk means that Tatus Kamitir she has the authorization to separate. Maybe it means that Tatus is telling us that you can eat it. The pasuk being about eating, eating. Maybe she has a right to eat, but she doesn't have the authority to separate. And until you separate, you're not allowed to eat. But if you say that Truma she's allowed to eat. A daughter, an Israelite daughter, is married to a koyin. Is allowed to eat truma, which is so strict. How much more so? Meiser, I call the koyin. Surely, I don't need the tithed to tell me that the household has permission to eat from the meiser. Even according to the opinion of man that holds a meiser is sacred, but the truma is more sacred because truma even the lady is not allowed to eat. So truma is even more sacred. And truma, you get death in the hands of heaven. 
If a stranger eats maizah, you don't get death. Even according to Rameh, you don't get death in the hands of Evan, and you don't have to pay chaymish. So Truma is strict, and nevertheless, the Torah allows the household to eat. Do I need a pasuk to tell me that maizah, which is less strict, that the household is allowed to eat it? I already know that. But when the pasuk is coming to say the household, he's mean he's coming to teach me that she has the authority to separate. Maizah <laughs> goes again. And Rabbi Lazar Nazari, and they hold that uh, Koyan is also a levy. Of course, he can eat maize. So, why, what does the Mishnah mean she can't eat? It means we don't distribute maize with her at the granary. Until she's married, we don't give it to her. We don't distribute it. Not that she can't eat it. We don't distribute it to her. In the previous answer, the Gemara took back what it says that our mission is following Rabbi Meir. The mission, the Gemara explained our mission is not following Rabbi Meir. The entire mission is following the rabbis. Maizah has zero sanctity. Zero sanctity. Everyone is allowed to eat mice. So what's the problem then if a daughter of an of a Israelite is married to a Levi? The only problem is when she's betrothed, she can't separate. Until you separate, you're not allowed to eat. You're not allowed to eat from the mice. Until you separate, there's a prohibition. The tevil. You get lashes. You're not allowed to eat. <laughs> but you have to have authority to separate. You can't just separate. If you don't have authority, your separation doesn't mean anything. So that's what he means. She can't eat because she can't separate. That's all. She can't send someone else or she can't do it herself. Even herself, she can't do it. But now the Gemara is going back to the original explanation that really the mission is following Rameh. We're talking about eating. The mission is following Rameh. Rameh holds a mice and a sacred... And the mission says a daughter of a Koyin, a daughter of an Israelite is married to a Levi, is not allowed to eat. Because she's not authorized. She's not allowed to eat the, the, the Maise. She's not fully fled, full-fledged married to the Levi. But then what does the end of the Mishnah mean? That a daughter of a Koyin married, betrothed to a Levi, can't eat the Maise. Why not? Either way, she's a Levi. She's the family of a Levi. Even a Koyin is allowed to eat Maise. So Mabre, the son of Ravana, said, this comes to teach us, if she comes alone, the wife comes alone, without her husband, to come to collect the Maise, they don't give it to her. And the truth is, even not betrothed, even if she's married. Okay, so Gemara says, why not? This makes sense according to the one who says, she might be in seclusion, she's out on the farm, alone. So, she, so we don't give it to her. You know, the, you don't want the women being alone in, in the farm with the men. It's not appropriate. It's not modest. El according to the one who says you're not allowed to give truma because you may continue to give it to her even after she's divorced. You don't know the status. She's married. She's not married. If she's married, she's a lati truma. You can give it to her. Lati ma'isa. What if she's divorced? You don't know that now. She's single again. You know, 10 years ago she was married, she's still coming collecting. You, you don't know the difference, you're not following the news. <laughs> you know? So that, that's the case. And if she's divorced, she's not allowed to. But a daughter of a levy is not allowed to eat maize. Okay, Truma, we understand. Yeah, that makes sense. The first two parts of the Mishnah make sense. 
the middle of the Mishnah makes sense that a daughter, an Israelite daughter, or or a daughter of a Levi married to a Kayan, or an Israelite daughter married to a Levi, you can't distribute it to her, you can't give her, she can't come to collect it because what if she's divorced and then she's no longer allowed to eat Truma, she's no longer allowed to eat mice. But how about the end of the Mishnah, the case where she's a daughter of a Kayan? And she's coming to collect. Well, why Why not? Either way, she's a Latit Maisa. She's a daughter of a Kayan, who's a Levi. And she's a Levi, married to a Levi. So even if she's divorced from the Levi, she's still a daughter of a Kayan. She's a Latit Maisa. So why, 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 why would that be a problem? Or, you know, what's the problem? Grusha Bas Levi Milochle Maisa. Take care of the time according to you. Grusha Bas Koyim Milochle Betrumo. A Kehenis who's divorced. She's also Latitrum. Because even after she's divorced, she goes back. She's now a single again. She goes back to the families of father's household. She's a Koyan, the daughter of a Koyan is Latitrum. So why, why don't you allow a daughter of a Koyan, married to a Koyan, to come collect the Truma? What are you worried? What are you afraid of? She's divorced, so she's divorced. She goes back. To her family, and she's allowed to eat No, we talk, that's what he's asking, the daughter of a Kayan. We don't give a woman, period. Any woman who comes without a husband, we don't give her anything. Why not? If she's a daughter of an Israelite, we understand why. Because maybe you didn't get the news, the memo, that she's divorced. You still continue to give her. Fine. According to the mayor, the miser, I can't give her either miser. Maybe she's divorced, and she's not allowed, no longer allowed to eat miser. I can't give her. But if she's a daughter of a Kayan, and married to a Kayan, why can't they give her Maizah? What's the problem? He let it, who cares if she's divorced? Then she just reverts back to the daughter of a Kayan. There's a lot to eat through. So why But nevertheless, we, we say we don't. Why not? The rabbis made a decree. The rabbis keep it simple. They made a blanket decree. Don't give to a daughter. Don't give to a woman. Because he's going to start differentiating. Oh, she's a daughter of a Kayan. A daughter of a Kayan, I could give. A daughter of a Levi, I can't give. A daughter of an Israelite, I can't give. No, no. You don't give. Only give to the men. And therefore, there's no questions. So, it's right. the same thing over here also. That's what the Mishnah says. That, 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 um, that if she's betrothed to a Levi, you don't give it to her. You don't give it to her. If she's married to a Levi, you don't give it to her. But she's a daughter of a Kayan. We don't differentiate. According to your explanation, why does the Mishnah say that only if she's betrothed, even if she's married, you don't give her? I feel in the for the same reason. Maybe she'll get divorced. And you won't know about it. And you continue to give her. Hmm. You're right. In what, the law that he's discussing at the end of the Mishnah, in the middle of the Mishnah, you're right. There's no difference. What's that to do with Medesis, even if she's married? coming to teach us that you, that you don't distribute to her, period. But since in the beginning he's talking about a betrothed, someone who's betrothed, an Israelite, a daughter of an Israelite, betrothed to a Korean cannot eat the Truma yet because she's not full-fledged married. So therefore in the mission, at the end of the mission, he also, he also mentions betrothed, but he's not limiting it to betrothed. At the end of the mission, even if you're fully married, you don't distribute to a, to a daughter, to the woman, to the wife, period. So, so kind of a... The rabbis learn truma, truma, lekoyen. Truma, you give to a koyen. My tradition, levi, my tradition, you give to the levi. The rabbi Kiva. Allah Zabunazari, Allah Zabunazari argues. Allah Zabunazari says only a levi, not a koyen. 
Rabbi Lozab and Azari says, Lekoyin, I can even give the Maiser also to a Koyin. Lekoyin, 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 According to Rabbi Lozab and Azari, means a Koyin, not a Levi? No, Ein Masei, Af Lekoyin. It means to say is even to a Koyin. Then they're also Levim. In my time, the Rabbi Kiva was the reason with Rabbi Kiva that a Maiser, you can only give it to a Levi, not to a Koyin. Why not? A Koyin is also a Levi. Hashem says to Moshe, speak to the Leviim and say to them. So he's excluding, he's being very specific. To Leviim and not the Koyanim. Within the family of Leviim, the Leviim of the Leviim and not the Koyanim. He says the Pasuk means like Rabbi Levi taught us, best of our problem came. 24 places where the Torah refers to Kainim as Leviim. And this is one of them. Kainim are Leviim and they're Tzadik. Kainim, the Leviim, the sons of Tzadik. So he says the Kainim and he refers to them as Leviim. So to over here when he says, speak to the Leviim, he's including even the Kainim. But Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Kiva will argue. He says, no, here, yes, there are other places where the Torah does refer to Kainim as Leviim, but not here. Here you can't say that. Why? The Sivit says, You eat the Maiser anywhere. Only someone who can eat it everywhere, meaning even in the cemetery. <laughs> you can't say you can eat it anywhere. A Levi could eat it in a state of impurity. You can even eat it in the cemetery, but not a Koyan. And Rabbi Kiva responds, Whoever you want. Meaning, what the title says, everyone doesn't mean even in the cemetery, even the state of impurity. No. I'm saying, Abelazim and Azariah will say, no. When the title says, doesn't mean literally every single place. He means everywhere, it's not exclusive to Jerusalem. You don't have to eat it only in Jerusalem. You can eat it anywhere, anywhere outside of Jerusalem. You don't have to eat it within the walls of Jerusalem. If you eat it in the state of impurity, there's no lashes. Of course you can eat it. And if you eat it in the state of impurity, there are no lashes. Impurity. You have to eat it in the walls of Jerusalem, only in the state of purity. Here you can eat it anywhere, also in any condition. Anywhere, even outside the gates of Yerushalayim, and in any condition, even in the state of impurity. But not. The, but a koyin could also eat it. A koyin could also eat it. He can even give it to a koyin. But a koyin is not allowed to contaminate himself. A koyin can, can, can go to the cemetery. Fine. Zari is explaining. He agrees with Rabbi Kiva. Chomakim means everywhere, even in the cemetery. But the Torah is not coming to tell us who you give the Maizah to. You only give the Maizah to someone who can eat it anywhere, even in the cemetery. No. The Maizah you give to Levim, which includes the Koinim. It's also called Levim. The Torah is just coming to teach us two laws. A, that it doesn't have to be eaten in Jerusalem, it can be anywhere in Israel, anywhere, even outside the gates of Jerusalem. And B, you can even eat, allow to eat in the state of impurity. Someone who could be impure. A koyin is not allowed to become impure. But if someone who could become a levy can go to a cemetery, become impure, and eat it, it's no problem. Not only are there no lashes, it's permitted. But he's not coming to tell us who do you give the I'm sorry, who do you, who do you give the maizu to? You only give the maizu to someone who, who, who's allowed to eat in the cemetery. No, that, that, that's what he disagrees. Is that how you say the
The Gemara tells a story. Who gins have a shock? Rabbi Lozman Azari, Maisha Dishman. Rabbi Lozman Azari himself was a koyin. He says a koyin is a lot. You have to give Maisha to a koyin. So there was a gardener. He used to collect his Maisha Dishman from that garden. Also, Rabbi Kiva had to the lipis. Rabbi Kiva went and turned the entrance of the garden towards the cemetery. In other words, a koyin not allowing a koyin to go enter. Rabbi Kiva argued with Rabbi Lozman Azari. Rabbi Lozman Azari would collect the Maisha. Rabbi Kiva says, no, you can't collect the maizah. You have to give it to the levy. You're a koyin. So he made a base of open the open the buried someone there. So Rabbi says, ah, you can no longer come in to collect the maizah. Ahmad, he said, Akiva, betarmilim, I know chaya. Rabbi said, Akiva is with his pouch. But I live. Rabbi Kiva used to be a shepherd. And he was Kalba Savuah, his shepherd. He married the daughter of Kalba Savuah. So the shepherd would keep his bread like in his, his knapsack, uh, a tarmil. He used, to, he used to hang around his neck. Then, in the, in the past. Abelazim and Zarya said, previously he was only a shepherd. And secondly, regardless of what he says, he's preventing me from collecting. I'm going to survive in my own personal wealth. He was, he was like disparaging. So Rekiva is with a shepherd, and there he goes and acts, and makes it, it doesn't allow me to collect the mice. But I'll, don't worry, even without the mice, I'll survive somehow. Rebbezman Azariah was fabulously wealthy. He wasn't, he wasn't going to starve, but he got the mice. He didn't get the mice. He was extremely, extremely wealthy. Just making a point. Yeah, exactly. So we learn, why do they penalize Levian? Why do they deprive them of Maisa? Instead of giving them Maisa, they give it to the Koyan. There's an argument about Rabbi Yenison and the elders. One of them said, because they didn't make Aliyah. In the times of Ezra, in the times of the second base of Miklos, they refused to go up from the Babylonian exile. They were very ensconced and very happy living where they were with Hadam. So therefore he punished them. He said, Levi, don't get Maisa, you give it to the Kainim instead. Hadam once said, Kainim could rely on Maisa when they are in state of, when they can't eat Truma. When they're impure and they can't eat Truma, because Truma must be eaten in purity, they can eat Maisa. Maisa, you don't see it in, you can eat even in the state of impurity. Okay, so the mother says, wait a minute. So you're, you're punishing them. Why, why should the Levium suffer? Because you're trying to help the Kainim at my expense. It's very nice of you. You're like a real socialist. You're putting your hand in someone else's pocket. You're stealing. And you're sanctioning stealing. And, you, and you're being generous. It's very nice of you to be generous with someone else's money. You're taking from the Levium. Makes no sense. Yeah, but that, according to the opinion, they were punished to make sense. But according to the other opinion, it's not because they were punished. It's because you want to help the Kainim at the expense of the Levium. Ella rather, cool almond, everyone holds it was a punishment. Welcome, Michael Lee. What are they arguing? Mar Savar, he holds Knossaladnir. The punishment is regarding the mice that we given to the poor. Instead of giving mice to the Levium, you can give it to the poor. That was the punishment. Give it to the poor. Hmm. Of course, you can give it. You, know, you think you can choose. Instead of giving it to Levim, you can choose. I can give it to the Levi, 
even if he's rich, or I can give it to a poor, any, any poor Jew. So therefore, he's depriving the Levim. Instead of them getting exclusively the mice, uh, he's giving Jews an option. I don't like you. I'm going to give it to someone else. I'll give it to the poor. Yeah, so this is according to Rabbi Kiva. According to Rabbi Kiva that says that the Meiser is exclusively to the Levian. It makes sense. You can punish the Levian. But there's no reason to punish. According to Rabbi, Loz- according to Rabbi Lozum and Azari, you can give it to the Kainim. There's no reason to punish the Kainim. What right do you have to take it away from the Kainim and give it to the poor? You want to you wanna, uh, punish the Levian, but not at the expense of the Kainim. They're entitled to the Meiser. According to Rabbi Kiva, that only the Leviim are entitled, and the Leviim didn't make Aliyah, so therefore he wanted to punish them. But that's the punishment. You can either give it to the Leviim, even if they're rich, or you can give it the way it was originally intended, or you can give it to the poor. Marsaba, the other one, holds, Therefore, as I said, you should give it to the Koenim. To the Koenim. So they should be able to eat it when they're poor. So it was only to the Koenim. According to this, right, so he says not to the poor, only give it to the Koenim. That was Ezra's, Ezra's enactment. Because they can eat it when they're, when, they're, when they're impure. And then since they can't eat the regular food, the regular nourishment, because you only have to eat in a, you're only allowed to eat in a state of purity, they're considered poor, and therefore you have, you have to take care of it. Blazim and Azariah makes a lot of sense. He, he didn't... The Titus says you can give it to the Levian, but you can give it to the Levian. So his, his penalty was, don't give it to the Levian. Fulfill your mitzvah by giving it to the Koyin. But according to Rabbi Kivu says that only a, only a Levi is entitled to Maisa. How could, how could they uproot a mitzvah? Titus says you have to give it to the... Oh, because, because the bezin has a power. Bezin has a power over your property. So they have a power to make it ownerless and to give it, yeah, to make it ownerless. And therefore, they have a right to take it away and to give it to, to the coin. As Bishleva makes us According to the opinion that says that the penalty was you have to you can give it to the poor. That's what Abakiva made a cemetery blocking from entering into the field. So he shouldn't take the even he's a coin, he shouldn't take the mice. Because a coin can take it, only the poor, either a levy or the poor. According to the opinion that says that the penalty was he gave it to the Kohen, well, why didn't they allow the Blazer to take it? That was the enactment. But it should be given to the Kohen. The mother answers, This is what If you're coming to take it because of a penalty, then, then you're entitled. But if you're coming to take it, like your opinion, that you all that you're entitled to it by biblically, it belongs to you. It's not because of a special enactment, a special penalty. Then you have no right to it. Then you're not allowed to have it. How do we know? How do we know that the Levium didn't make Aliyah, didn't go up to Israel, didn't leave Babylonia, the comforts of Babylonia, and go up to Israel? Because if it says, it says he assembled, they assembled them by the flowing river at the Ava. 
and they encamped there for three days, and he looked at the people, who they are, and he saw Kainit, and he couldn't find an Olivia. They refused to come. In the beginning, they would only appoint officers, only from the Levian, court officers. It says, The Levian were officers before you. It says in Chronicles, The Levian, they were the ones who were appointed as officers. Today, we only appoint officers from the, from the, Israel, the Israelites. And it says, that the, the shayt, the, you take the shaitan from the rabbin, from the from the multitude, which is mostly the majority, which is the Israelim. Mm-hmm. So the pool, the pool of, of potential candidates is from the Israelim, and that's who they were appointed as officers. Everyone, it will stop by the mission. Everyone, have a wonderful, wonderful.